please join with me, brothers and sisters, in extending a warm Washington, D.C. vibration. Tone. Broadway all day, coming through your doorway, giving you the raw from Northwest to Norway. Penetrate mine, baby, this is foreplay. Giving out jewels and gems to get a saw pain. Run the shop with hot takes and ball phase. Jameson shots to shape them up and get your shit straight. We can talk tech, politics, sports, soulmate. I ain't here to talk about your homeboy mixtape. We just try to get great. Keep it up, no breaks. Where I'm from, whole weight, D.C., no state. Shout out to everybody showing love it anyway. Turn it up and tune it in. Thanks for listening to Black Broadway. Uh, Black Broadway. Uh, yeah, do this all day. Yeah, we do this all day. Hey, once again, Black Broadway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, man, so yo, we are back. Once again, another week, another episode, Black Broadway Podcast, yo. This is a good one, man. We got a fun one lined up for y'all tonight, man. We got Ace Odo, the one and only Allison Carney, DC's own in the building tonight, y'all. We're here at Wise Out Club Barbershop, as usual. I got the gang with me, as usual. Yeezy, say what's up. Good morning, good morning. All right. I got Laura in the building. Say what up, what up, what up. I had some dogs under the weather tonight, man, but you know, we miss her greatly, you oh, know what I'm saying? Tell her, come she on, man. Feel bad. She'll be all right. She went too hard for her birthday, yo. Went real hard in the goddamn paint last week. Birthday weekend, weekend was out of control, yo. So, yo, man, like I said, before we even get started, always gotta start my show how I start my show. I gotta thank everybody that ever tuned in, that clicked the like, that listened, that anything that liked the Instagram post. Anything Black Broadway related, y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we couldn't do it without you, for real, yo. Tonight's going to be a fun one. I got super talented DC natives in the house with me, yo. It's fucking popping. Let's get it, yo. Before we even get into all of that, though, one more time for the Just a Vibe 202 Collective that came through and blessed us last week with their presence, with the ill visuals, man. My man, Just. My man, Ola. My man, Tay from the Trap Factory, man. They was killing it, yo. Big response. People love that episode. People love what they're doing. I'm glad that a lot of people are getting into what they're doing and recognizing their collective. Yo, follow them brothers on Instagram. Just the Vibe 202, Olot Photography, and um, the Trap Factory. The Trap Factory, the trap yo. Factory. They got it going on, man. They got their shit popping. So I'm really excited for everybody to check them out. I'm excited for the brothers <laughs> and what they got going on this summer. And what they got going on, period, in the city is going down, y'all, for real, man. Like we said, it was Memorial Day weekend last week, though. Yes, it was. That was out of control. Like, I, I feel like we was drinking from, like... From Thursday from Wednesday, <laughs> From Wednesday to Wednesday, yo. Basically, <laughs> basically, we've been drinking... Oh, that's you, Ace, for preserving the voice? You know I'm not a big drinker. Okay, you're right. You know, you clean... She keeps it classy in these streets, you know, champagne. Champagne. Champagne, champagne and, and, champagne and the smallest of tequila shots, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where's my soda water? Hey, what? Yeah. You know you're drinking club soda in these streets? No, yo. Yeah, like, I'm going to pull you up, yo. No. If I see you drinking tonic water, she does. I'm pulling you up. She goes from cup. bubbles to bubbles. That's I she does. My first glass is always champagne. In okay. a champagne glass. All right. Everyone thereafter is always soda water. Sheesh. Always. 
discipline. I respect it. Ain't discipline. I don't like the way I feel. I'm drinking bad Jacobson. <laughs> I'm fucked up with it. Like literally, I gotta stop right now. Gotta put it to a halt, but not tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We rolling tonight, y'all, for real, man. But like this week was dope. Like this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, really went off well, despite a little bit of rain here and there. You know, it was gloomy. It was the weather wasn't popping, yo. Um. You went out, Laura. You went to the Wine Fest, right? Yes, How was I that? Did. I was oh my like, god, the Wine Fest was so lit. It was amazing. It was, was it? Lit. It was amazing. Yeah. It was, well, I was lit, so you lit. You might be biased. The wine might have you saying that. Right. No, but I saw a lot of people. I saw people from work. I saw people from like in school. You know, right. So it was. It, it was kind of like a little gathering. Okay, you know, it's tight. Together, yeah. The reggae vibes was the on point. Was the on music point. was lit. And so was the food. The food good out there. The crab. Well, I went to. I got the hot crab dip. Okay. They <laughs> so, a hot crab yes, dip. Yes, they do. Yo, I don't know nothing about this event. I gotta make it to one of these. They have several of them this summer, they have, right? Yeah. They're and having she one told in July. July work. I was July when? Right. Danielle was supposed to come with me. Where was? Where's the next one? In June. In June. All right. Black Broadway. We out there. We at the Wine Fest in June. It's like Linganore. Linganore. That's how you say it. Linganore. It's in Maryland, right? Yes, it is. No, no, no. It's in Marley, excuse me. It's definitely in Marley. So that's why they had that crab dip. <laughs> they had crab dip and shit in Marley. They have a little bit of Old Bay on it or whatever. Just a little bit. Salt Bay Sprinkle. Okay, so that was popping. What else happened? Um, Man, the midday barbecue, yo. Midday Yo, midday barbecue was out of control. Shouts to Lamine yo, and Laura. Shouts to Lamine and Laura man. Isaac, man, for yeah. real. Yo, y'all put the y'all pulled it off, man. Yeah, man. The, weather the weather cooperated. That weekend. was the nicest was day of the whole yeah. weekend, for real. That was the nicest day of the whole weekend. Yes, that Monday, was. Monday got it together. You know what I'm saying? Sunday was kind of <laughs> trash, but Monday got us together. But they did have Sunday fun day at Big Chief too. Uh, shout out to Scooty, Rock Creek Social Club, okay. another one. Pulled it off, man. It was popping over here on yeah, Memorial Day weekend. What else yeah. did I do? Oh, of course, back to Just the Vibe and the whole 202 Collective. Yeah. They had up um, sound song. showcase at, at, song, at, at Songbird. Song Absolutely. Yeah. Shouts to Marte. Shouts to Marte, yeah. man. Dropped his new single. Marte is Black Broadway alumni all day, man. Sponsor of the Feel Good DC at Rose Bar on Thursdays, man. All around lit dude, man. And he dropped a song on iTunes, and it's kind of getting some traction out here in the city. So, shouts to Monte. Shouts to everybody that performed. My man, uh, Felipe Dro and Rush Them, Dro Boys. My man, Uptown Next Soul. Uh, Lil Big Bro was in the building. Nappy Yachty. Nappa was in the building. I don't think Yachty was in the building. No, no, Yachty, yeah. Oh, Yachty. I thought you were talking about Lil Yachty. No, no, no. Not a little boat. Okay. I thought you were talking about the boat. Not the boat. All right. Not the boat. All right. Not the boat, but some other dudes. Shout out to all of them, though, man. I'm glad that they... It was actually tight. The sound was good in there. The vibes was right. It was a little, It was a nice little event, for real. Songbird is a cool like venue. For right. all of those type of things, man. If you ever looking to catch some real local talent, come through Songbird every now and again. They have showcases Monday nights, Sunday nights. And they, they have get one of the dopest sound systems for that for that type of venue. They really right. do. Absolutely. They really they put do. put a lot of work into it. Have you performed there? Yes, but okay. not. I mean, yes, and I have some stuff coming up. Okay, all right. We're going to get into all of that. You know, don't give them too much right now. Ace. You know what I'm saying? No, but I don't give them too much ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Sometimes you got to OD on people, though. You know? Every now and again. That's how we're going to do it. But, yo, that whole entire thing, that 
the whole entire weekend for real was really, really popping, yo. Oh my God. I gotta shout out my brothers from the Eat collective you know yeah. what i'm saying what's the slogan laura if you don't eat you're gonna die in the street Damn. so man <laughs> they had a big ass event this weekend um it was mainly targeted at like the teens like the younger demographic in dc like yeah big memorial day go-go and they had um dan rue yeah. yeah and the knickknack paddywhack dude that was a big kid yo <laughs> if you go online, you gotta check the videos out. Dad was in the go-go getting busy on their ass. I believe it. I, I believe it. I was it. like, hold on, man. This man was getting super busy out there <laughs> with the Supreme up tempos on. I was like, all right, Dad. <laughs> right? We see you. Came through DC and wrapped out, man. So yo, I hope everybody out there, all our listeners, all our Black Broadway fam, had a great Memorial Day weekend. I hope everybody was safe and ate plenty of crabs and potato salad and well done barbecue. And a lot of barbecue. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, well done. Um, well done, please. Yo, somebody was telling me like Memorial Day is just basically outdoor Thanksgiving nowadays. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's pretty much where we at now. You know what I'm saying? Memorial Day is where you just come get a plate. Fourth of July. Fourth of July too. Especially for black folks. You know, we don't play that shit, man. But yo, it's a lot of shit going on again. This week, so yo, I hope y'all got your livers and lungs ready for another jump off of events this week. You got, of course, we are deep into day party season right yes, now. Again. So all yo, about the day party. Griffin, Rose Bar, Ozio's, Barco, all of them have great um, day parties going on this week. I think Barco has the 80s joint. Griffin has Sunday brunch. What you got, Ace? Club couch, sofa tail, VIP sectional. I'll okay. Be, I'll be in the house. Oh, you be in the house with sofa <laughs> That's what we call her couch. Okay. Okay, sofa tail, VIP sectional. Okay, that's Yo, how it's all is lit, bro. You're not even talking. If it's not a public <laughs> place. You would feel like you was at Sophie <laughs> Town. I love it. VIP, party of one. I'll see you soon, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> see, you got here. I'm trying to tell the people where it's where it's lit at. You ain't trying to have you ain't trying to have the people at your Sophie Town. Are you? Know, you know, are you on Rhode Island? No, no. You kept the wrong. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. So look, we got a whole week of events coming up. It's a couple of things I do want to put you on to. Like I said, you know, we know we we know we got day parties, we got all everything popping off in DC. But it's a couple of, of things that's kind of off the beaten path that I want to put y'all on to. Vuv Clico is having an event at Panea at the W Hotel on Sunday. It's going to be like a polo watch party, a polo theme, excuse me, watch party at uh, Panea, which is like the outdoor deck of the W Hotel. It's free. You can go ahead and sign up. You got to go hit the Vuv website, the RSVP and all of that. But it's going to be a beautiful event. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of beautiful people in there looking fly. Me personally, I, I feel like I'm a hot dog. Yes, that's about my speed. The front so. desk is shady when you walk into that W. Yeah, you, you, correct. Yeah, you got to come correct. You got to look like you belong. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we're going to pull up on the W this week for sure at the Boo Click Home because that's my favorite champagne, personally. I had to grow out of my Moet phase. You know what I'm saying? I'm in Boo now. We do Boo now. So. We got it popping. What you like? I'm coming clean from DC though. Why? With my rippies. You know what I'm saying? With rippies? No, no, with my rippies and my white teeth. So you I'm might come through a bit. You might come through a bless the whole event though. You might come through a bless the whole event because you got style. You know, we all of y'all, know. don't try that at home though. Don't jump off the porch <laughs> with your ripped up uh, joints you got from last stop. No. And try to pull one. <laughs> 
and try to pull up on the W, I don't think that's going to work. But that is, sir, <laughs> exactly. And I don't think that's going to work. Target in the PG Plaza. Right. And don't come with that middle of the mall shit. We're not having it at the W, for real, yo. But that's going to look, that's going to be a really good look. That's some classy, fly shit that that's going on in the city right now this weekend. Another event, like I said, we're going to go off the beaten path a little bit, away from the parties and into some even more progressive shit. Yo, they're having an East of the River home ownership workout at Thurgood Marshall, Thurgood Marshall, excuse me, Public Charter High School on MLK on uh, Saturday, June 4th. And that's going to be like something that a lot of people out here, you know, we like to beef and complain about gentrification and all of that. If you forward thinking, like I know a lot of the audience out there is, Get on out there to this workshop and find out what you need to do in order to become an owner out here, in order to own a little piece of this city, in order to have yourself a little stake in this town before they turn your fucking block into a artisan butter shop. Oh, or some shit, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, before they start an artisan right, butter shop. Straight up, before they start selling kombucha on your block, you better buy a house. You know what I'm saying? And get it and get it right for real. So I like kombucha too, but I'm just saying, like. I, I, I need to be in the hood with mine. You know what I'm saying? I need my people. Absolutely, I'm on the block with my kabusha at the dice game. Like, what's good? You know what I'm saying? But yo, for real, like, I want y'all to go out to this because I really think that our audience, you know, what I'm saying our people, we progress to a point where we know, you know, we see in the bigger picture, and if we don't get active, then they're gonna take this town from us, yo. Like, they're gonna snatch. They're going to snatch this joint right from under our feet. So this is one of the many resources that are available to you if you really want to be active and be an owner. I would, I would go as far as to say the town is relatively mostly gone, and now it's yeah. time to get what we can of what is We in We in salvage mode right now. Yeah, we in, pre we in preservation mode right yeah. now. I mean, we I try to preserve yeah. the culture. Right, straight up and down. We just try to preserve the culture. I think, I think, I think with, with gentrification in any town, though, Mm -hmm. One thing you have to always remember is as they're doing this, as as whatever higher powers that be, you know, with more money than the average citizen, mm -hmm. um, when that when the culture is is is, is uh, dissolved, mm -hmm. it's our job to catch pieces of sand Absolutely. And, to, and to repurpose them. Absolutely. Um, so we can be really angry if we want about people coming in and taking away our culture, but no one's really taking it. They're just replaced. They're re they're they're, they're displacing. They're, they're displacing. So it's right. our job. When you put it through a grinder, you know what I'm saying, to mm -hmm. catch the best part, which is what the key. Right. We need the key. <laughs> we gotta catch the key. No, yo. for real. You know I'm, I'm totally. That's a great metaphor. Yeah. Shouts to Scrogger, yo. We collect the we collect the key out here, man. Like, for real. We need we need right. to make all the tinctures. We yeah. need the high potency. Yeah. So we gotta because catch like, all the DC, potency. I mean, I'm a DC native, and I always talk about Chocolate City and how I hate New DC. But I had to wake up. It's like, no, I don't really hate New DC because I just went to Cabo to get a salad on on We enjoying this. I really hate it, but what right. I do hate is the fact that my culture was displaced. Mm -hmm. But instead of being angry, I am someone that was raised with enough power and enough wherewithal to mm -hmm. know what to do with displacement. You there repurpose you it. So for those of us that are that have those that, that wherewithal, yeah. let's all put our heads together, like the Tony Lewis Juniors. You know what I'm saying? There, there are people out there, there people that, that, that are working more better. There are people that are working, mm -hmm. you know, to make sure that we don't lose this city and, and keep the culture. We don't have to be the murder capital or the crack capital. No, we don't have to be that. We don't have to be the most thugged out place, but we can still be cool. cultural place. And naming a condo building the Ellington Angle cut it. It ain't. It ain't. I'm telling you. this street. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, 
all I'm saying. It's so many things that have <laughs> happened, you're right, that we got to really take time and take notice of what we can do. Fuck what's okay. happened and, you know, what's gone. That's past is past. I'm like, still not going to walk into the Warby Parker on for it. I just, I'm not you're not going to go in there? <laughs> you got to join the line somewhere. Warby Parkers, but I, oh, I used to before they stole my car. <laughs> oh, God. That's, I want you to tell that story like, later. I mean, I mean, what I'm saying, but like, in terms of revitalization, like, you know, let's just do better. It's, let's just do better. Let's just pull it together, yo. And also, like, now we headed into, like, festival concert season and all of that. You know, Broccoli City is, like, the kickoff to that. But now we got a couple of things going on in the city that's really about to pop. Um, we got Skepta at the Fillmore Absolutely. on Monday the 5th. I cannot wait. I'm in the building all day at the Skepta show. We got, um, what else we got? We got the Taste of Adams Morgan coming up, which is like walking around this whole entire community that this shop and that Black Broadway podcast is based out of. You can go to several restaurants out here and get little sneak bites. You know, they got a whole little package where you can get you know, you can eat good in Adams Morgan and experience the culture that this part of the city has to offer. We got the Smile Festival that's, that's going right. on over there at RFK Stadium off Bennett Road. It's carnival time, y'all. It's so, you know, tomorrow. It's from tomorrow June to June 1st the to the 4th. Exactly. And you can bring kids to its all ages. It's Facts. got, you know, rides and a lot of fun stuff for everybody. It's the so, carnival, so yo. Yeah. And now we got Gold Link at the carnival. It's fucking Even lit. Exactly. <laughs> it's lit, yo. So, we got uh, Smile Festival. What else we got going on? Oh, we got Kendrick and Travis. They're coming in a couple of weeks. I know that that's popping off in like, I think the 21st or something like that. They recently announced that Nas and Lauren Hill are going on tour together, yo. You that's know what, what I'm saying? All I'm praying is that Lauryn Hill show up. <laughs> I just want Lauryn Hill to show up, yo. It reminds me of one of the funniest tweets ever. Oh, but man, man, shout out to PJ Hoodie, because he's somewhere in the city moving around. I know he's out here, but he had the funniest shit ever about that. It's like, I'm talking to my friend, and uh, I asked my friend, yo, are you going to the Lauryn Hill concert? And then Lauryn Hill chimes in. Nah, I don't think so. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, listen. That's so crazy. Hopefully she show up and Nas don't have to sing all her parts on If I Rule the World. <laughs> and it'll be all good. It'll be a good show. Everybody will enjoy. You know? love, love, love. <laughs> right, love, love it, baby. Me. Come on, hit yeah. it. <laughs> Give it to us, y'all. So, like, now we're about to slide off and now you know what's going on in the city. We do have to touch on a couple of the crazy... It's, it has oh, not man. been a slow news week out here, no, for real. It has been the opposite of a slow news week. So, <laughs> there's been a lot of crazy shit happening. I guess we're going to start off first with some of the wildest shit. My man Tiger Woods out here off the Molly Percocets, bro. Uh, as long bro. as he wasn't having a DUI, he wasn't drunk. He wasn't drunk. He wasn't drunk. He wasn't drunk. Okay, so right. he was honest. Like, exactly. He was telling the truth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think the illest shit about all of this is that, like, I remember once upon a time Tiger Woods tried to tell us that he was Cablation or some shit oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, Cablation. I know when that arrest report got read, that shit said black. <laughs> I see it. That shit said black, bro. And you are definitely getting carried like a whole black man out here. But a whole entire black man. His wife came out swinging on him. What? 
Then now this, we know. Sorry. He knows. He knows. I, 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 I miss Tiger being like just I don't untouchable. I don't Tiger was untouchable no, for a no, minute. He had niggas in the hood wanting no, to play golf. That's yeah. Tiger was never untouchable. <laughs> he wasn't untouchable, but he was on top. I did. I believed in Tiger, yo. I believed in Tiger. He had great talent, and his father. I mean, his father like pushed him into that so hard that he ain't never really get to live a normal life. And now, because can you not? I don't know. I'm just saying. I feel like he got that storyline. Because Venus and Serena ain't out here wilding. True, true, true. That's a point. Everybody to be humble and sit down. You have a point. You do have a point. I'm just trying to give him a pass. I'm trying trying to give him a pass. He got to have his millions. So we all think that Tiger Woods is just basically fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. We, he's getting lit. We is, do it. He can do it too. He's just talented. True. Is he ever going to come back to glory? You think he's ever going to be what he was? The world he may can't, never can know. play as well anymore. Stay tuned. The I, world disposes of talent. Yeah, he hasn't. Facts. And he hasn't. Look, hard work beat talent when talent don't work hard. And he's not working hard right now. So, yeah, like, absolutely. that's kind of what it is. He's past his prime. He had, he had moments like, but you know, golfers, you know, be good until they're in their fifties and stuff. But he was so dominant Not so if early. Doing all that. Yeah, exactly. Not if <laughs> you banging waitresses in <laughs> Rochester. You know what I'm saying? Like, you wildin', Tiger. Tiger's face yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not saying any... I've never seen a mugshot that was, like, cute. <laughs> but his jump... That shirt was bad, huh? Terrible. Was he really wearing a Cowboys hat? Or was that a joke? I don't know. Ty- no, no. Yeah, they put the Cowboys hat on it. It's a joke. Without, without the Cowboys hat, that man hairline is in shambles. <laughs> Tiger, come but see us at the Cowboys shop, baby. Cowboys are fucked up hairline. <laughs> You have to make these decisions in life. Molly Ferguson's a liquor. No. You make these decisions. You just want Tiger to be great, yo. For real, man. Look, the NBA Finals, though, to keep it in sports, the NBA Finals finally start this week. You know what I'm saying? LeBron versus Steph, part three again. And keeping with LeBron, fucking LeBron James, who's, like, got more money than all of us times 12. Still gets racist fucking yeah. graffiti scrawled across his gate at his That's gated community, his hey, home in his, LA. His fans are crazy in all aspects. But I don't think that's not a fan. That's just that's, like that's random a, that's hate. A that's a hate crime, that's exactly. What did the graffiti say? It said nigger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was his whole fan. That was his whole fan. That was his whole fan. People, they were mad at him. I do yeah. know that. So I don't know. Maybe some people joined some. And, and, and right, it might have been this grown ass, you know, somebody who never buried the hatchet. But the fact is, like, it's 2017 and we still spraying nigger or well known celebrity wait, athletes. Wait, 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 wait. What if LeBron, hold on, let's think. Oh, God. What if LeBron oh, had done this by himself in the dark? We would forget, <laughs> so we would forget about the fact that he does not come to the uh, wise owl shop and get his hairline. Hey, listen, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> you segue with sports, but we definitely can segue on hairline. Hey, yeah. So, I'm not going to let y'all run away with this. Talk yeah, about LeBron. Okay, and run away too. Why can't we? It's in a sunken place. And it's not on his face. Listen, Le- LeBron has surgery. He is working through okay. the results. Let that man and be. He got great. a lot of money to draw that bitch on and tattoo it Listen, together. I'm not I'm even going to front. I have one word. What is it? Shanghai? What's that word? No, Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to front, though. If I had LeBron money, I would definitely, I would definitely cop a hairline. I'm not <laughs> 
I'm definitely buying the Gucci. Rockers and hairlines oh, dropping summer, next summer month. Rockers and hairlines dropping next month. You can get packages and deals for yourself right. to the Listen. city near also, you. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a hairline friend. expert no, on this I'm thing. Gonna, I want a disclaimer. There's nothing wrong with anyone losing their hair. Like, no, I agree. I did that. But I'm just saying, like, how I look, if half my weave, you know what I'm saying, it's not braided, but you can clearly see that it's a trap somewhere. It's like, boo, it's a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. Like, you would not let no girl walk around looking like, I mean, I hope. Yeah, you know, we got standards. We got community standards. We all do lace fronts here. No, okay. we do. We okay. absolutely do not have Lace any. Lace two pants. But that's a thing, though. Oh, it like, is. that is a thing. Do you see my face? There are dudes <laughs> out here well, rocking two pants. Does it come with the baby hairs, too? I don't know. We're going to have to get so genuine. Nice. We're going to have to get genuine on the phone so he can, can clarify. Oh, man. I'm not going to run away with hair that. We got a couple more things. That's you are just, the expert. That's no key kind of important. Right? You got to get a Oh, my God. I want, I want to move on to more important things than hair That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yo, this week, it's been crazy. This is where we're going to segue into being serious. And I know the ladies, I know y'all got a little bit to say about this. So I'm going to just drop it. And I know y'all got tangents. Oh, man. Flushing Give us two minutes. T.I. And Tiny did the season finale of the Family Hustle shit. And people are really mad at Tip, yo. Like, people are mad at Tip. I was... I was going to give Tim a pass, but I'm not even going to front. You can't give him no pass. I, I'm not going to front. I felt, I even We're felt bad. Pass, I felt bad. How can you give him a pass? I though? Tip a After pass. what I saw, I can't give him a pass. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like, you know, Tiny was playing the game too. You know, she was out here with Floyd and, she you know. Was. But, but, but the way T.I. carried it was, was kind of bad. Exactly. He was out there first. And he had a baby. Did he have a baby? Yes, Damn. he was confirmed. Yes. It just looked, it just looked bad because, you know, Family ah. Hustle used to be a family show. It was like portraying T.I. and, and Tiny in the best. T.I. because he always seems so Such wholesome. a family oh, guy. So you know, he got savage, all the kids. Savage, wholesome. Quiet, I just yeah. feel like if you're so bold as to be on a fucking cable station, having <laughs> cable off station. raw injuncts, having babies yeah. while you're married, and yes. still keeping your fame and fortune like that's okay. Right. Embarrassing the shit out of maybe a woman. She might have been a hoe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he embarrassed the shit out of her. He embarrassed the shit out that yeah. woman. And right. then on that top wasn't of everything, good. That was not a good look. You won't just dump her for anything ass joke. Like that's right. like one in a. Who Bernice? No. Well, okay. Listen. Okay. Listen. Oh man. If I'm not saying okay. that she's not a valuable person, what okay. I'm saying is okay. she is a model. Okay. That he might have been friends with. We don't know what their relationship she was. She may or may not it sell flat tummy teeth. Funded him. You're right. She <laughs> she definitely ain't do no time for him. But what, tiny what, I'm saying, exactly, what I'm saying is he built an entire whole family. And people break up. Absolutely. Yeah. People break up. And I'm not I'm not gonna go, I'm not saying it's not okay for people to break up that happens. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But the mm-hmm. way in which this happened, oh my god. Yeah. Like he that had his like we were talking about karmic footprints. Yeah. 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 Like his just got real, real he got real muddy. Yeah, he got real muddy yeah. out like, there with the karmic footprint. Like I agree. I knew y'all was going to have something to say about now, this because I didn't look, like it. I mean, Terrible. she also has wild out. She done changed her eye color and done all Looking like Smokey Robinson out, out this thing. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and maybe their relationship was over. You know what I'm saying? For a variety of reasons. Right, so right. So move on, my brother. True. You know and you didn't have to go there on that show like yeah. that. That was not a good look at all. I you know what I'm saying? He did it on the show. Yeah, for real. He did it on the show. It was ugly. Yeah, like, 
All, I want to know what y'all think about this. Black Broadway, we need feedback on that because that was kind of ugly. I, I'm not even vouching for that. So I want to hear what y'all think as a larger community because that shit was crazy. Right. But, like, this week has also just been a crazy week in, like, again, fucking racial injustice in America. Absolutely. Like, yo, the president of this United States, as he sits currently, I don't even say his name, 45, I feel like he started a whole gang of shit yes, that has did. really like escalated to the utmost. Like last week, we spoke about the young man who lost his life at Bowie State University and yeah. a high, um, and pardon me, a University of Maryland and a, a racially motivated hate hate attack. And this week, there was like a heinous crime out in Portland where this this dude was screaming on two young ladies. Both of them was black. One of them had a um, a Muslim head guard mm-hmm. on, had a hijab on, hijab. and um, he was screaming all types of just inappropriate things at him and three dudes stepped in to um you know stop him or to you know stop him from haranguing these ladies and two of these dudes lost their life this guy killed two men in the process of committing a a whole hate crime it was just ugly it was disgusting it's absolutely so the people that were trying to save the people that were trying to save the two girls ended up getting two of them two out of the three of them got killed And in a stabbing, like this happened in Portland, Oregon, of all places where a lot of us, especially on the East Coast, you know, we think that shit like that don't happen out there. But like, nah, it's crazy. Like it happens everywhere. And like, I feel like the racists in the country are just being emboldened by all the BS that, you know what I'm saying? Like Trump has bought. It's not a mistake. It's not. It's not. It's not by coincidence. You know what I'm saying? And it's one of those things, too, that like if, if allowed to go unchecked. It's going to just keep on happening, yo. It's going to keep on escalating, yo. So I really want people to pay attention and watch what's happening with any racially motivated incidents of violence or just, you know, people being uncivil to people because that shit is on the rise, you know what I'm saying? And with we're talking about 45 being an asshole, fresh off of his Europe trip of just being a whole asshole across the world, he comes back to America and the first thing he does is withdraw the whole United States from the climate change agreement. Yes. Which means that basically, we're on the side of, fuck global warming. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't believe we that. Already like that. We, we already act like that. We already act like that. We already act like that. You're right, so paper. we might as well make it formal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know what we y'all talking about. I don't subscribe to that. I, I like that. Hey, top fives on that. Bam. Yo, we don't, we don't fuck with him. We don't rock with him. Not he ain't our president. No. But he's making some decisions that are going to have some effects. really negative no, impacts sure. on all of us Absolutely. and our children and our and children's his children. children. And, his, and children. his children, right. That's another thing he's not thinking about, which brings me to this craziness. Kathy Griffin, yo. Oh, Kathy man. Griffin took the L this week, yo. Kathy Griffin came out here and decided it was a good idea to take a picture with a prosthetic severed head that looked like Donald Trump. And it was all covered in blood and... She's like taking a picture holding this severed head. Like, yeah, I'm holding Donald Trump's head. And he it, got deported. Yeah, it, it didn't go well. <laughs> it was not well received. Most people, I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, she might have crossed the line a little bit, but she's a comedian. You know, comedians do crazy they shit. They do crazy shit. But going to take out the FBI, ain't nobody Yeah, the Secret <laughs> Service. Safe. When the Secret Service is on your back, you know you might have crossed the line a little bit. And um, she's catching hell for that, yo. She got axed from, um, CNN's New Year's Eve uh, program, which she's been hosting for the last several years. Oh my lost God. Already lost a couple of gigs all across the country and shit. So it's, it's, it's kind of tight for Kathy Griffin right now. You know what I'm saying? 
We don't fuck with that dude either, but we're not going to go that high, yo. You know what I'm saying? Especially when we got a huge platform. And he's talking about his son saw it, and he felt the way, like, I wonder if that's really my daddy's head, blah, blah, blah. It was, it was just out of control. But he wasn't saying that when he was talking about grabbing pussy with right. Billy Bush. Exactly. So, you know, we got hypocrites all across the board here. All the bullshit is going on, yo. For yeah. real, man. Just pay attention. Stay alert, y'all. For real. We're about to slide into the second half of this Black Broadway podcast. I think we got our news and events out of the way. There's a couple of current, not current events, but Sanaa, in her absence, definitely submitted me some historical events that I got to run down and I got to talk about this week. Because a couple of dope-ass things happened this week. For real, yo. One, it's Lauren Hill's birthday. She going on tour with Nas. I hope she was on time for her birthday. But happy birthday, Laura. Happy birthday, we appreciate Lord. you. You know what I'm saying? Betty Shabazz's birthday was this week, too. NAACP got started this week. The Black Wall Street Massacre in Tulsa, Oklahoma happened in 1921. And this week, y'all, that wow. shit really happened. That's the worst act of domestic terrorism ever in the U.S. Bigger than 9-11, bigger than Oklahoma City, bigger than all of that. This is real shit. This really happened, y'all. So don't let people tell you that terrorism is some type of new concept or it's only been committed by Muslims or brown people, yo. They burnt a whole fucking city of successful black people in 1921 this week. You know what I'm saying? That really happened. Brown versus education happened yes. in 1954. So that's when school integration happened. What else happened? Oh, man. Bob Marley died this yes, week, week in 1981. That's crazy, yo. Minutes to Society came out in 1995 <laughs> this week. Hell, yeah. I wish Sadat was here so she could tell us that she ain't never seen Minutes to Society. <laughs> so I could really just jump out this fucking window <laughs> over here. Right. I don't know. I hope she's seen Minutes to Society. We're going to let you defend yourself when you come back next week. Though. So that shit happened this week in 1991. Oprah went off the air in 2001 in this week. And you know what I'm saying? It was the end. Hey, Oprah's one of my inspirations. So. It's been 2011, yeah. It's been well, six years. No, pardon. No, 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 I'm sorry. It's been six years. It's been six years. And one of the most important things, Gucci Man got out of jail this week. This week. Last year, all right? Shout out to Gucci Man. One year. Back on road. I was blasting that first day out. First day out. First day out. That shit hot. Hey, that drop top wop hot. Five billion a day. That was that joint, yo. So, man, like I said, yo, we got our events. We got current events, past, present, and future, y'all. You know what's up? Second half of Black Broadway Podcast coming right up with our girl, the lovely, the talented, the Washington, D.C.'s own Ace. What do we call you? Allison Carney, Ace Ono. Ace Ono, like all of that, everything. And we coming right back with the in-depth breakdown of what Ace is about and what she's contributing to the culture. We'll be right back, y'all. Peace.
make them Pleasure Seeker by Allison Carney, live from uh, So Far Studios. Is that what it's called? What is it called? So Far Sounds. So Far Sounds. Yeah. It's a dope live event that they do with a lot of um, local artists and artists from everywhere, really. They do it in D.C. in these really awesome venues and awesome places, yo. Where was that at, Ace? At uh, DuPont Underground. At the DuPont Underground, which is popping right now, actually. Yeah, that was, yeah. yo, check her out. Allison Carney. Ace Ono. Yes. All right, yo. So, like, now we just got to introduce you fully to Ace Ono. And tell us, yo, tell us more about your whole entire journey in this oh, in this city with being a musician and just being a well-established, well-known, well-renowned <laughs> musician in Washington, D.C., yo. So, first of all, we got to start it like this. Where you from, Ace? I'm from Washington, D.C. Okay, so I was... Technically born in Alexandria, Virginia, and I guess, you know, what I always say is Virginia is for lovers. Virginia is for lovers. For hustlers, for blinders. Right, right, right. So he's born in Alexandria. Born in Alexandria. Okay. Okay. 
My mother then moved me to Northeast DC, 18th and Rhode Island. Okay, hey. Um, you know what I'm saying? I know Langdon Park. Hey. <laughs> Northeast in the house. Northeast. And then I uh, should move me out to Silver Spring, okay. uh, Maryland. Um, I went to, to so I've been I've been D I've been the D the M and the V. You know okay, saying? you did. Yeah, um, you actually did cover the trifecta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. Um, I went to private school uh, from the time I went to school. Okay. Um, I started out at NCRC, which is the National Child Research Center in Northwest DC, okay. which is a feeder school for Beauvoir School, which yes. is on, in, on Woodley Road. One of the premier private schools in DC. And Absolutely. And I was lucky enough to be able to get into and go to the National Cathedral School, school for Girls from fourth grade through twelve. Nice. Okay. Wow. So I didn't even know they had. So you really went to the National Cathedral every day. Every day for school. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. tight. You know? I mean, they had their own campus, but yeah, I was in. The, I can. I can show you things about the National Cathedral that you ain't never heard. That's never dope. Seen. So were you in like? Were you in? Were you always involved in singing? Were you like in the choir? Were you? How did you get started into? Being a vocalist, like how did that come about? Well, that started at War Memorial AME Church. <laughs> okay. In All the best singers come from the church, right. y'all. Yeah, all the best you know singers. What's crazy? I didn't grow up singing like a lot of the church singers that you hear. Like yeah. I remember coming up in DC and being around a lot of the, the kids that went to um, Baptist church mm-hmm. and that went to Pentecostal church, or that went to, or who had family and, and friends that went to Howard. Mm. And there's a certain type of way of doing runs and mm. like, you know, the Tone, the Jay Moss, the Kim Burrells, like that type okay. of gospel singing, you know, the Kiki Shears. Right. That is not my voice. Like, no, that's I, not your... I am not a runner. Um, no, you're in a different zone. Yeah, like, yeah. how did you develop this, like, this different zone and this different tone that, you know, you've cultivated and you've been successful at? How did you develop it? I don't know. I mean, I think it's something, I think, you know, for me, it was something that I was, it was kind of inherent, which I was really, that, that was lucky. Um right. And my grandmother, um, you know, we sang every day. My grandma, uh-huh. I, I basically lived with my grandparents during the week. My mom was still in school getting her master's. Uh-huh. And so my grandparents picked me up from school every day. Nice. And, and dropped me off, picked me up every day. And, um, you know, if my mom couldn't. And we, I mean, I was in choirs. I was in chorale at school, chorus. I was in, you So know, you've been singing from the beginning, basically. Yeah, I recorded my first song when I was in fifth or sixth grade Tiny. with the Children's Rebels. It was like the Holly and the Ivy. My hands were like this. <laughs> You're like the I Mormon was, Boys Choir out there. Right, and I was singing in a church in the name of a cathedral-like church. And we were all standing in a, in a half circle. We were like fourth grade through sixth grade. Right. And there was a mic that was dropped down from the ceiling. And there was an orchestra behind us. And we were all standing like this in our little <laughs> uniforms. You know what I'm saying? We're like perfect like this. Mm. And I'm like... The Holy <laughs> you know what I mean? Like literally, like that was very—that was my upbringing. That's your upbringing. So, like, when did so you went to school? You you went to school in high school, and you were always steeped in music. Did you go to college? Like, did you leave did. DC and go to college? Where'd you go? I left DC and I got accepted to um, Mount Holyoke College in Massachusetts, which is. Um, an all women's seven sisters Ivy League institution. Okay, so did you did you keep up with your music there, or did you go there and kind of like um, just independently rediscover music? I mean, in grade school, I, I did piano. Uh-huh. Um, and then when I got to college, um, I joined there an acapella um, gospel choir oh, called shit. Voices of Faith. So you were and in I that. I joined them, and then by my sophomore junior year, I was the director. Tight, tight, <laughs> yeah. like just because they recognize the student. I mean, like, I think they just needed someone, and I really liked it, and I liked giving parts, and I liked finding parts. I mean, my my vocal strong suit is 
Like I can close my eyes. If you sing me a melody, I can find like nine parts that will sound amazing. You know, I see I see notes and colors. Okay. And so I'm like, so you like Pharrell? Like you have synesthesia? So here's the thing about synesthesia, and it's why I think it's really great that Pharrell talks about it. It's not like diagnosable per se. Like it's not one of those things that people are like you can't go to the doctor and say. I'm seeing sounds like, you know, they just, they put you through all these tests and they make you feel like a crazy person, um, <laughs> legit, right. but you know, you see what you see and you feel what you feel. Mm -hmm. And I know that I have, there are three producers, shout out to John Lane, Authentic, uh, and Coke High. Yes. They're the only three engineers that I work with really in the studio. Uh -huh. And I can literally say, especially to John Lane, like I see like. I just see like this blue that's like kind of bright and like has some pink in it and like, mm -hmm. but it's like hard and like, da -da -da, and like I'll say those things and he'll make something for me wow. and it makes sense. You know, it's a language. Wow. It's really cool. I love it. So that, like, tell us more like about like even, so when you were in college, like, when did you start to become aware that this was something that you wanted to do professionally? Um, like, I mean, something I, you really wanted to do. I think, um, so I won like a contest at some point when I was in school um, for um, Rockefeller Records. They had it at DC Live or Platinum Nightclub. For, rock, for the Rock? Yeah. The Rock? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Shouts to Kenny Burns. Hey, Kenny Burns, a legend out here in this town. That's my family. He's, really? Yeah. You related to Kenny Burns, huh? Yeah. He is distant family. Okay. Know, hey, that's big. Yo, he's um, a legend out here in the town. He's, a, he's, he's an amazing human. All um, right. So, you know, we, I, I, I never even thought about it. And Raheem uh, Devon uh, encouraged me to do the contest. And mm -hmm. you had to compete every week. Mm -hmm. And you had to sing a, you know, the same song every week, and you had to get voted on. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you finished, you got five thousand dollars and a development deal with Rock, the R&B division of Rockefeller Records, which is rock wow. music. You won that? Yeah, I did. Wow. And, what was the song? Um, uh, it wasn't "Inside My Love." It was um, "Love Don't Live." You abandoned me. Love don't live here anymore. Hey, come on, get her, 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 get and then I and then I won it, and I was in you know, utter disbelief. And you know, they went to New York, and we got all these really cool things happened to us, or me, I guess I should say. Mm -hmm. um, and it was awesome uh, for a while. And then it was one of those things where, like, you know, the industry mm. isn't what you think it is necessarily. Not at all. And you had that experience, huh? I did, mm. and I was lucky enough to have a dad that knew how to get me out of things really, mm. real easy because of his 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 educational background. So, what do you think was like? What was the most challenging thing? What what really kind of made you feel you know away in in that people industry trying to concept? fuck me every single day, and <laughs> like business. literally fuck you. Okay, yeah, that's not contract fuck, but like literally. Yeah, for women, I like imagine, for young day, ladies, it's, it's difficult. It, and, I, and I was, and I, I'm not afraid to admit this, I was the shyest, prudest girl. Like, you know, like, you know, I had boyfriend, I had a boyfriend, I wasn't a virgin, but, like, I was so, like, not about it. Wasn't and ready like, for the music dog, industry, like. And, like, it was literally, like, well, you know, I mean, you know, you're a pretty girl, and, like, you got a really big, you know, you got a real voice, but I'm saying, if you're not, you know, saying, you ain't popping that thing, somebody gonna pop it and get your spot, what mm. you gonna do? And I would just be in the offices, like, Damn. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like mm. I, I, you know, and I, and I can honestly say to this day, 
I have never fucked for my spot in anything, which probably put me behind some people. Respect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for I probably real. lost a lot of money because I got the good thing, you know? But at the same time, <laughs> I just don't, you know, I, I just wouldn't do it. I didn't feel right. I remember crying to my dad uh-huh. when I won that contest. Cliff Jones, and I'm, you know, shouts to Cliff, but I will never forget this fucking shit, said to my father when I won the contest, you know, you have a cash cow on your hands because I look at her and I can hear her voice. I said, but above anything else, I want to fuck her. Hey, said it wow. to my father. Said it to my father. Is that how the even like no, no, no. the public the industry room. was? It was, a, it was in a club setting. He was up on a balcony. Raheem was a judge. Clip was a judge. And then there was other people that was judges. He's like, he up in life. He's looking down at my daddy. And he's like, you know, where are her, where are her parents? You know, you are congr- I'm going to congratulate you all. Because she is talented beyond measure. And this, that, the third. She is marketable. Da, da, da. But above all else, you know, I know, you know, I, know I can make money with her. Because I want to fuck her. And wow, like, yo. Damn. And, and I know said, Pops is sitting there said, like... I mean, he said, all due respect. It wasn't like he was trying to be... <laughs> you know, as soon as somebody say all due respect, they're about to say some I'm bullshit. Right, right. Some disrespectful shit. As soon as that come out, they both. And you know, as, as angry as I've ever seen that man get, my father looked at me and said, well, sir, thank you. We work, we work, we've worked <laughs> very hard. No, no, no. To, to raise her to be an intelligent... I mean, he, he ain't son him. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then he asked for his name. When I was like, no, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and he seen some people, sent some goons nah, nah, at him nah, later. No, 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 no. He shot some jokes. I understand what he was trying to say, but it, it shook my daddy and it made him not want me to be a part of this life. Yeah, I you feel know? you. I mean, he legit to this day said, I will ne-. he said it to me now, I'll not be gone. I will never forget when that nigga said. Man. You know, and, and, and he respects people like Cliff Jones, but he also, he also understands my industry. Absolutely. And I, I think... You know, what ruined a lot of me, uh, why I'm not where I'd like to be. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I, and, and not, I think you're pretty accomplished, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. But it's know? because of the high sex, sexualization of the industry. in my industry, and I was mm-hmm. not ready. I won't ready. Yo, speak on that, for real, because I know I we got a lot ready. of people who aspire to be in the industry that listen to this show. Yeah. And it's good that you're able to tell them from firsthand experience some of the pitfalls. That's kind of why I wanted I to ask you that ready. question. Mm-hmm. So, like, now that you, once you saw, like, the ugly side, once you saw the bad side, the pitfalls, like, how, what was your approach to readjusting and to finding your niche, like, that you kind of found and your groove that you kind of found right I came now? home to D.C. Came back I, home, huh? And I fell in love with a boy that you know, was into music. <laughs> all right. And for all intents and purposes at the time, he was, you know, what I needed to get where I needed to go. So, you know, he pushed me in a lot of ways. Okay. And it was a, it was its own tumultuous situation. Okay. But literally, had I not met him, mm-hmm. I would not have felt I felt like I failed when I left the, the big side the bigger yeah. side of the industry. I felt like I, you know, everyone thought it was really great things were gonna happen for me and then I failed. And I was embarrassed. I'm very proud. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean I don't take falls easy as the city has seen. Right, but it ain't um, about how hard you fall, it's about how well you bounce. And it's about what the city's gonna see. Right. Um, yeah, that, but, that happens too. Right. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and I mean I love this city, but I have some you know, I have some points to make. Mm-hmm. But um I think that, you know, I was just overwhelmed by mm-hmm. what was asked of me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I was seeking solace. Um mm-hmm in the arms of a man that was helping with my career. Okay. But that too was not, you know, that's another thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think mm-hmm. that when, as young girls, we're taught that we have to stay pretty and we have to keep a smile on our faces and our bodies tight and our pussy clean and our this and our that and our third, <laughs> you know, the third. And it's all, I mean, like, you, you get those things. Especially as a black woman, like, I heard them things from those. I, don't have a, I might have one or two baby little scars on my legs. That's because my grandmother said, no man will court you 
with ugly feet and scarred up legs, so I don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's you was like, more focused on like the external, but then you had to really do that work on the internal I did. to be who you who you wanted to ultimately be. Who I you did, ultimately and I, and I just finished that work. Well, you know, you never really finished. No, no, right? what, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. I just finished getting to a point where. I realized that work was necessary. You know, right. you grew up like I grew up, and you're like, what the fuck do you mean I'm not perfect? I'm totally mm. perfect. These things can't hurt me. Yeah. You know, bad Like shit. your private school background and just yeah. all of that. Because you sound ridiculous. Like, you know, yeah. you spoil kids that have issues or that go through shit or that, you know, I've only got to the industry because of my hookups. I only got, mm. like, think of what? I've worked my whole life for everything. I love it. I you love your saying? honesty about this because it's really important that a lot of, a lot of people hear that, like, it's not no crystal stair. It's not no like easy track no, to you know get in the way you want. And like I want to talk about like some of the things that you've been able to accomplish because yeah. like inside of all of that, you've still been able to work with world class musicians. You've still been able to record and perform at you know world renowned places. Like how were you able to to transition into that? And what do you feel like your big breaks were? That, that allowed you, you know what I'm saying, to to move up? Like, who do you feel like, you know, helped you? Or I owe, what helped you? I owe a lot of credit to uh, Jonathan Lane. Uh, shout out to John Lane. Mm-hmm. And uh, Munch Joseph. Uh, yo, shout out to Munch, man. Uh, Munch is my man, yo. Yeah. He's uh, a fixture on the DCC, Yeah, for too. sure. People need to respect that a little Facts. bit. Like, yeah, he definitely is. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they put together a show called uh, DC Loves Dilla. Okay. And that's a tribute to uh, James um, Jay Dilla. Yeah, every every year we did it for ten years, and through that, um, I've met you know I've, I've met and worked with mm-hmm. um, the likes of Most Def, Talib Kweli, a tribe a fight from a tribe called Quest, mm-hmm. um, Incredible. Common, Incredible. Uh, Bilal. I mean, you name wow. like the, the gamut of people, wow. you know, old school to new school that I've been able to work with, and from that show. Um, Fife became my mentor. He literally wow. reached out to me and was so like, "So you had a real close relationship oh, yeah. with Fife, oh, man." Fife's yeah. one of my rap heroes, man. That's yeah. dope to hear. Yeah. Like, I'm glad somebody I know got to kick it with Fife and like man. have a good, oh, yeah. a good I, dude, huh? Oh my god, beautiful human being. Yeah, man. man. R.I.P. Fife, man. One of the Listen. world, one of the world for me. Any of the other young artists that he was working with, I mean, he, you know, family man, hard worker. Beautiful human being. In fact, I walked past the restaurant not a week ago. I was in New York, and I walked past the restaurant where we had our last meal, and I didn't even realize that I walked past it. So I just stopped, and I'm like, "Why do I feel like that all of a sudden?" And I look up, and I'm like, "Why does this restaurant look so familiar?" I open up the door, and I go in, and I'm like, "Can I go to that table right there?" And I just stood there and I kissed the table. You know what I'm saying? I walked right out and I cried. I was a couple blocks from my parents' house, and I just kept kept it moving. But fight like fight guys like him and and Mose and Kwali, they opened up these opportunities for you. Like, what do you? What are some of your biggest opportunities? What are some of the things that you are most proud of that you was able to do? Like some some tracks you were on, some performances you were a part of that was like really big things for you. Um, well, one, I think one of my breakthroughs, Jesse Titsworth, and shout to, to Titsworth, DJ Titsworth out there, uh-huh. um, was working with uh, Theopolis London and Q-Tip at one point and put me on a song um, that I wrote uh, a verse and a hook to called After the Dance. Oh, I, I was going to ask you about that. You got the pen too, huh? Yeah, yeah. So you're yeah, writing yeah, too? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I eat. Okay, I like it. Um, <laughs> that's how I eat. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, and, and 
that song you know got a lot of attention and it got a lot of attention at a time when neither Q-Tip or the outlets wanted to give me the time of day mm. they didn't want me to get my split I don't care I'm gonna talk about it they didn't want me to get my splits mm-hmm. they didn't want to offer up no money I was an unknown mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying they made the song very difficult they blocked the video this and they blocked this you know what I'm saying they made it real difficult and Jesse said fuck that you know what I'm saying I'm putting out the song it's my song on my label nice. and he marched with me they had a uh, I think at the outlets had a show at, at some festival here in DC uh-huh. and Jesse was like not meet me and we walked up and he's like we going on the side stage to see this dude you know what I'm wow. saying I'm like what and he, me and this Asian and white dude little me and Jesse Titsworth you know what I'm saying Santa, and he's like what's up Theo how you doing <laughs> and he didn't come there for no beef but just wanted to introduce him to me and we mm-hmm. and then he realized we'd already met we have mutual friends mm-hmm. so that song was a huge breakthrough for me and it made me feel very very special that someone would take a chance right. on me right even um, putting themselves out there oh, personally oh my God. like that yeah. yeah and Jesse is the heart like I get a pass in the studio. I'm a savage in the studio. <laughs> like, I am not to be wrecked with. Savage know, in like, these streets, too. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, you know, like, what's his name? Cyclops. Like, go ahead, back up. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Burn you with my shit. You studio. gotta be serious about like, your Jesse shit. Like, Jesse coming out, you be like, yeah, all that aside, you're dope. Now I'm about to break you down. And, like, things that would take me an hour take me three hours. He does not play. He does not play with tone. He doesn't play with anything. Wow. He's one of the hardest workers in the world. And for me, he pushes me hard. Okay. The only other person that's pushed me that hard is JIDK. Okay. In the studio. Okay. Anyway, that's another breakthrough to segue. Um, I was on JIDK's first project or second full first full project. Mm-hmm. I am the voice of her, she, okay. the bartender on every song that has her in oh, it. Oh, tight. Um, I remember when he came out with that too. Yeah, that's that was a couple me. years ago, right? Uh huh. And then when he just did his last release on somebody, that is me. On somebody. Tight. Um so and then beyond that, um, I think Live, um, shouts to Yazara, who um, yes. is an amazing Shout out to Rihanna. I met her at Marvin a couple of weeks ago with you. Yeah, Beautiful person, yo. Very yeah. nice young lady. Amazing, amazing vocalist, songwriter, amazing. performer, just visual artist as well, because she is walking art. And, mm-hmm. and has had the opportunity to sing background for Erica Badu. She sang with, um, she sings with Lenny Kravitz. Mm-hmm. She sang with Elvis Costello, and she now sings with, um, um, Stevie Van Zandt uh, uh, from the, uh, the E Street from Band, the Bruce Springsteen's band, and because yeah. of her and because of her connection, um, she has um, put my name in the in the pot. Nice. And so I've been able to um, go on the road with Elvis Costello. I've also been on stage now with Stevie Van Zandt and with Bruce Springsteen. So that's incredible. It's really cool when I go to Europe in the next week for that tour. Are you from Langdon Park, yo? Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm hey. saying? That's real shit. Yeah. Like, life is beautiful. Life is good, life is yo. Beautiful. Like so, you you've had an opportunity to like just from listening to you talk for the last few minutes, you've had an opportunity to do something, do things that most people that are involved in music like really dream about doing. Yeah. So like, I mean, a lot of people would almost be satisfied. Would be like, yo, like I fucking sang with Elvis Costello. What else do you want from me? There's but no satisfaction. You're right. You have to, I wanna no. Let me talk because I know. You're <laughs> I'm sorry, I tried a few times, but I got questions for you too. My bad. Because I think her voice is like on a whole different level. Besides people I've heard, even with. Like huge deals, blah, whatever. I think live, I've heard Alice, you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't need anybody else around her. You can put her by herself in front of a keyboard and everything on her own. She'll turn it up, she'll turn it down, she'll mess with this, she'll touch with that. Just give her a little soda water, her right. little tequila, <laughs> give, give her, her a bubbles. fucking mic. And I'm telling you, like, I don't think sometimes she understands the full power that she has over the people in the room. You know what I mean? They see this girl, they see this slim girl standing in front of a mic, they don't understand the voice. 
that's about to come out. You know what I'm saying? She mm-hmm. kind of does have like a lower voice for a female. The fact that she can hit the acapella notes, she does. Got the range. way she can range on that scale, it makes no sense. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing what you know now and everything that you've been through, would you change mm-hmm. anything up to this point? Um, it's a good question. There's one thing in my life that I would... Um, definitely take out um and i'm not going to speak on it too much but i think of all the experiences that i've had there was one i could do without and um i i think that the risk i run and even even saying that is what if i took that 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 circumstance out and i wasn't able to feel what i feel Mm. to produce what i produce I might risk it. To, that is to, important. To not go it's that. all a part of the process, yeah. huh? Um, yeah. Yeah. But if I couldn't, if the only thing about my life I could change was that, but it meant I knew automatically that my voice would change mm-hmm. and my feeling and my ability to help and touch another person would change. I ain't no saint. I ain't no martyr, but I might go ahead and hold on to it because I made it through. Yeah. I like that. Because I always feel that way too. It's no regrets. It's just more or less everything that happened was meant to happen to teach you something. It makes you, you know, basically who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like with you being who you are, like how do you feel? What what's next? What's what's yeah. coming up? Um so I had a project that was coming out uh the beginning of the summer. Okay. Uh that's on hold because it was taken from me. And a, a bit of it was taken from oh, me. Oh, all the industry politics? No, the vehicle and the hard drive. Oh, my God. Like oh, yeah, we're living that life. Exactly. You yeah, mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yo, yeah. I, I relate. Cause my my I, laptop was in Trump. I relate, yeah. yo. When I first started this, this is my second back book. Yeah. The first one was definitely a victim of fucking... Where the, where the hell was Shout that? Shout out to the young people at the Dope Music Village Show Love Show that stole my fucking car. Damn, I man. hope that you enjoy all of my beautiful clothes and all of my things. If my music comes out online, you in for a lawsuit, I suggest. Don't, <laughs> right. Right. don't put that, that out. Coins, it, she'll get hers. Yeah, but man. I know that I made security don't, put, don't try to bootleg the ace shit. Don't do you know it. what I'm saying? Don't, don't do bootleg it. ace. Don't yo. do it. But you know, congrats. You obviously needed something, so I hope you got what you needed. It happens, yo. Um, but we still we persevered. That ain't even sarcasm. Like Ryan Leslie out here, we gonna still get the money. You know what I'm saying? Fuck them. And I needed, and I'm gonna be real. I needed to grow up. Talking about what's next, growing up. I'm a spoiled brat. I'm spoiled. I have a lot of things that are given to me that I did not ask for. I have things fixed for me when I don't need them fixed. I have doors open when I didn't ask them to be open. Mm -hmm. It was time for a nigga to grow up. Mm. So you feel like even this hardship. It's like all you gotta take it in stride. It's helping you. It's helping you grow and develop into who you ultimately are going to become. Who yo. am I without my banging ass car? Who am I? Yeah, right. Ass? Who am I, I without no, all no, of that? Like, I hopped into my little Dodge Dart rental car, mad as shit. Like the fuck is that? I said, right. Oh my god, I'm in a car. Why am I being such a bitch? Right. You like, gotta live in the moment. Nah, like no, that's real. And I think what mm-hmm. what, people, what people don't like about me. 100 is that I am so real. Mm-hmm. Like, I say it. Like, I'll say it to you. Like, I'll be like, I'll, you know, I said, that's why I, like, we have you on the like, show. I am <laughs> that's why you're a friend I of the am, show. Yeah, you know, I'm spoiled. I'm this, I'm that. And I needed to make some changes. I ain't necessarily need that harsh lesson. Like, yes, somebody in this city embarrassed to show me. Anybody that stole my car in this city, 
yo, you are winning because I don't even know how you managed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like if we're just if we're just being honest. Okay? Hey, listen, they gonna get with that like we were talking I mean, about earlier, karmic footprints. I'm just saying it's that just, was the boldest of bold moves. Yeah. It's like it's like stealing. Never mind, because that's the only one. That's the only one that you like know. Like a thief in the night. <laughs> <laughs> I like that reference. Okay. I'm sad that I know that song. <laughs> 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 I know exactly what you're what talking about. You're ridiculous, yo. She's ridiculous, man. Oh, my God, yo. No, but, but really, like, what's next is, you know, is, is rebuilding this album. Yes. And, Making this music, I'm going to be performing. Uh, in fact, when I get when I when I leave this podcast, I have a, a phone call with the the kind young gentleman at Broccoli City. Okay, about, shout out to the Broccoli Crew. Yeah, I will be performing at Smile Project this weekend. Same oh, you on the bill? You didn't even mention. Absolutely. Yo, all hop along. That's right here. So you on the what? Do you know what day? Do you Saturday. Know? Okay. I'm on, the, I'm on the, the day with Gold Link. Okay. See, so yo, when y'all come out to hear Gold Link Jam Crew, because I definitely kind of want to be in the building. That. You know what I'm saying? So Ace is on stage too. Ace Odo. Oh, no. We're working it. out. Working out. So I'm right. supposed to be out of town, but I, you know, I love those boys, so I'm going to see what I can do. Absolutely. Um, Follow them online and get the set times and all of that. I'm sure they'll put yeah, a set, put they'll a set put list out soon. Okay, they'll cool. put everything up. And so... Um, beyond that, I'm mm-hmm. working on a project called While You Wait. Um, it's a self-produced album. I've never put out anything of that I've produced before. Mm. Um, Written. So how much of your material do you write? All of it. All of it. Very <laughs> impressive. Very impressive, yo. So like you get to you I get like busy with the pen. I, like I mean, that. sure, yeah. 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 You work with musicians. You work with the pen. You want to shout out any of the musicians that you're working with currently? Anybody that you're rocking with right now? So I'm actually not working directly with anyone except um right, except myself right now. But I have producing. Um, Production and, I, and my engineer, Authentic. Okay, um, shout out to Authentic. One of man. my best friends, one of my dearest friends. Good guy, friends. good guy. John Lane is helping me as well. Shout out to John Lane. All right. Um, let's see who else is going to be helping me out on this project. Oh, um, I've reached out to Dreamcast. Dreamcast okay. and I are going to be doing a little something on this project. Anastasia mm. Antoinette. Okay. Um, yo, Anastasia is wild talented. Like yeah, her, yo. That's, what, that's my love. I love okay, her. so you got some you got some yeah. good features going on right now. And I'm trying, and Tony, I know you're out there. I'm trying to, uh, me and Tony Kill and I have some things in the works. And they're, they're very, they're, they're, they're tentative things. But we're going we gonna to work these things out. All right. Tell the people where they can catch you at in the city. Because I always see you on the ground performing at these Beautifully lit venues in the city, yo. You always get the good light. How's that, how's I, that the, work? I know. In fact, so, so just for people who are out there, if you're, if you're trying to embark on a full-time music career, it's not all like, you know, it's not all peaches and cream. I'm also um, the lead, the, a singer, not lead singer, but a one of the front frontline singers um, in an agency band. Okay. And so what that means is I do a lot of corporate parties and corporate events and weddings and things like that. And that, you know, hones my stage. Pay too. those bills. So it pays my bills. <laughs> pay those saying? bills. Like, I can, I mean, I'm good. I'm okay. Absolutely. Um, take more, as, long as, we're, as long as we're busy, I'm good. Right. Um, so when you guys see me on the internet, a lot of times when you see all, like I'm all dressed up and all black or whatever, that's what that is, the corporate party. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, more more often than not, um, I'm not doing weeklies right now. Right. So I don't have a weekly spot. So just like catch me, catch me, I'll, I'll post. I saw you were at Stonefish uh, a couple days ago. I was. That was a, that was a like, shout out to CEO Denman and Tony Reds and D'Angelo Redman. But okay. yeah. Okay. All right. They, and you know, they had me, they had me out there and I was, I was, it, it was a pleasure. You sounded good as usual. Thank sounded you. beautiful as did, always. I just did the D, thank you for that. The DC Weekly Awards with Anwar Khan yesterday. I saw that I too. That now where was that at? At Saks. Okay. It, it, it looked really like, beautiful. yo, shout out to all the winners at yeah. all the nominees yes. for the DC Weekly 2017. Shout out to Anwar Khan too, man. He's been out here, man, putting in work for years, so it's yeah. good to see all of that 
bearing fruit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So like on the way out, before I ask you to just randomly bless us with an acapella note or two, I want to ask you to give people the info. How can they get at you? How yeah. can we contact you? How can we book Allison Cardi? How can we book Ace Ono, man? So, Ace Ono, and that's my preference. And Allison's for my close friends. And All I right, ain't got I'm sorry. You, you, know, you can call okay. me Allison. That's why no, you call me okay. Allison. Uh, <laughs> but it's I A M. A-C-E-O-N-O for my Instagram. So I am Ace Ono and for my email. Um, and you can book me there. You can do booking inquiries there. And then for my for, for my socials, just I am Ace Ono because like Instagram is where I put all the fun stuff. Absolutely. And it'll, it'll connect to everything. My SoundCloud is on there. Absolutely, well. yo. Ace, thank you so much for it coming really through and awesome. blessing us with the interview, yo. Before I get out of here, you got anything else you want to ask Ace before yeah. we get up out of here? Else you want to ask anything? You know what I'm saying? Ace, I feel like you covered all the bases, yo. For real, you gave us the info. You gave us the the background, the story, which is a great story. And we all looking forward to watching it. We've been watching you for years, actually. You know what I'm saying? You've been out here for years doing your thing. I just want you to know it doesn't go unnoticed. You You definitely Black Broadway. If you're looking for Ace, you can find her on Black Broadway. You know what I'm saying? She's out there moving and grooving, y'all. And this is another episode of Black Broadway Podcast, man. For real, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. You got the info on the events, the Smile Festival. That's where you go and catch ASAP. So that's what we're bringing up on our way out the door. RFK Stadium parking lot. We got Ferris wheels. We got funnel cakes. We got churros. You know what I'm saying? We got whatever you want out here. You know what I'm saying? Bumper cars, whatever you need, yo. And go link at Ace Ono, man. So, yo. It's Black Broadway Podcast, man. Thank you so much for the great show, Ace, baby. Yeezy, Laura, thank you once again for coming through and showing us love and being on the mic. Z, thanks for keeping us on point once again, baby. And as always, if you're not at the table, you're on the plate. Black Broadway Podcast, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.